Grant Cardone is everywhere. He is a marketing machine. And one of his most recent messages is 2023 is going to be an amazing time to buy real estate. This is a very interesting discussion because the talking heads in media are basically saying, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. So I thought I'd bring on my good friend, Jonathan Twomley, talk about the multifamily space and see if he agrees that 2023 is going to be an amazing opportunity. Hey, Jonathan. Hey, how are you, Michael? And yes, uh, I do. I do. I, I agree. <laughs> yeah, that, video over. <laughs> yeah, that's it. All right. See you guys. Come to my conference. Um, <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, no. Uh, so listen, um, I, 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 Grant Cardone, according you know to what you told me earlier before we started, is really hyping it. I, I don't know. I mean, because he's a great marketer, right? So he tends mm -hmm. to hype and hype works, right? So, yeah. um, but I, I don't know if I would say it's the greatest opportunity ever. I mean, the greatest opportunity was 2008. And I don't think we're going to be seeing 2008 style bargains. That being yeah. said, I think this is going to be the best year in you know, since 2008 to be, to be buying apartments um, yeah. or really any kind of real estate uh, because, you know, we're we're finally in a correction situation. The market has changed. Market changes scare people, and when yes. people are scared, they back off, and that leaves more opportunity for everybody else. It means that there's less competition. Prices go down, and and for people who are ready to buy, who are willing to like ignore what the media is telling them, and and ignore all the people who you know bought at the top and are now losing money and talking about how bad real estate is, and they'll never do that again. Mm. You know. People with a little bit of intestinal fortitude, as we used to say as a lawyer, uh, are going to have some really great opportunities ahead. So yeah. I, I would, I've been telling people this for some time, but now is really the time to be getting ready in a number of ways. So like if you have cash, right? If you have dry powder, get it in, you know, get it out of whatever it's locked up in so that you're liquid and you can start taking advantage of opportunities that come your way. If you were looking to get into this business, like to buy your first property on your own, for instance, now is the time to like yesterday is the day to really start learning how this business works because the, the window will not last that long, right? For the best yeah. deals, right? There'll be maybe a six to 12 month window when you've really got opportunity ahead of you and you need to be set up for that. Um, but I, I really do think that it's going to be a, a good, uh, you know, time. And I don't know, is, is now a good time to show that chart I was talking about, Michael, or do you have other stuff? You I, I just want to kind of, I want to hit one couple of other things. When I look at what's ahead of us, I actually think it's the next two years. Uh, and actually I have a question for you because I, I don't, I don't understand the timing of, of pain in multifamily. So we'll talk about that next, but you're absolutely right. I think there's two kinds of areas that make this next two years amazing in multifamily. One is all the new investors that are going to hear about all the pains and losses, or maybe they suffered some losses. They're not going to come back. So less competition for new deals, but there's also this building stress or pain in deals that were financed incorrectly with stupid assumptions. At some point, those yes. are going to break and either the operator or the bank is going to say, we need it. We, you know, we, we need to disposition this asset and, you know, if, if you're there with cash, you can get it. So I think it's both those. Yeah. I mean, those two things will work in tandem for sure. They kind yeah. of, they kind of reinforce each other because as soon as you start having some of these distressed assets, you know, hitting yeah. the market that, and people hear about it, then they get scared. And and frankly, mm -hmm. it, work, it works on the banks too. The banks 
we'll start to get scared. I, I even heard uh, somebody was telling me, I can't remember who this was. Somebody mentioned to me yesterday that some community banks right now are so skittish that when they they won't lend you money unless you have the same amount of money liquid. Oh, wow. Right now. Right. So if you want a $5 million loan from the bank, you've got to have $500 million liquid wow. in your, like, you know, in order for them to lend you that money, which is insane. Like, I mean, oh, that's, that's, that's a next level. Yeah. Here. That's, you know, and, and I, I know like the community banks, they're, they're, they're doing these, they're not selling these loans off. This is on their balance sheet. Right. So they're more risk averse. But still, that's like seriously risk averse when they're when they're requiring a yeah. one to one. Oh, I, I, yeah, one I think to I told liquidity. you it must have been four months ago now. One of the community banks that has one of my apartment loans sat me down after doing our financial statement and showed me a folder and basically said, "Michael, we're not going to fund fifty percent of these. We're not going to renew fifty percent of these." Yeah, yeah. I mean, right? I they mean, are nervous. Yeah, I mean, I've been telling people that story, frankly, because I think it's highly relevant as an anecdote for where the banks are, are thinking. And as you and I have said before, banks got overweighted to multifamily yeah. over the last two years, especially because with everything else being kind of, you know, frightening to them, like mm -hmm. retail, hotels, yeah. especially office. Yeah. They, where else to go, right? Just... Where else were they going to let, right? So they all went on multifamily and now they realize that they got seriously overweighted and, and with, with the, you know, the headwinds, I don't think are strong, but there are headwinds now for multifamily as there weren't before. And that's making a lot of people scared. So, but what does that lead us, right? It means that if you have money, if you, you know, maybe you're going to have to go into these deals with a bit more equity than you would otherwise, right? To make the banks more comfortable. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you got to find good lending sources that are still happy to lend on the, and, and believe me, there'll be plenty of, you know, people out there willing to lend, but interest rates are going to be higher, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah. if you're prepared to deal with all that, there's going to be a lot of opportunity out there because there will be distress, but there's also going to be less competition, right. you know, because of all these factors, right? The When liquidity dries up, it means that, you know, it it for people who do have cash, cash becomes king and you mm -hmm. can buy great, great bargains. Um, yeah. So I do want yeah, to- please. So share this. Some of you have probably seen this before. Um, Always a but, great reminder. Yeah, but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this. Uh, sorry, bring this over here so you can. So can you see this, Michael? I can. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So this is a great chart. I love this chart. I used to talk about this a lot a few years ago when I thought the market was topping out in 2019, which I think it did. But this, no, this is you know. I think aimed at wall street types, but it really works for any market. And it shows you kind of I, this kind of stuff over here, this hope, optimism, euphoria. I don't want to focus on this. What I want to focus on is the simplified market cycle here, right? If you can right. see this now, yep. it has, it has a couple of main points. There's the, the point of maximum risk and the mm -hmm. point of maximum opportunity. And the interesting thing about these two points, right? Mm -hmm. Is that, the point of maximum risk is precisely the point where everybody thinks this is great. This is the greatest thing since sliced bread, whatever the asset they're talking about is. So whether it's tech stocks or whether it's multifamily, it's when everybody and their uncle 
has jumped into the market because they think it is safe that is actually the riskiest. And this is what I was always talking about. This is what this is what I saw in 2019 when I was going to real estate meetups and everybody was a brand new syndicator. I'm like, I am getting out of this space. Little did I know we'd have a pandemic and rates would go to three percent. But that's why that's why I sold my apartment is this chart right here. That was what prolonged this bull market. I mean, the bull market, everybody already had recognized by 2019 that it was really long in the tooth, right? But nothing had upset the apple cart yet, right? And then COVID came along and it had the exact opposite effect of what everybody thought was going to happen. Everybody thought COVID was going to crash the market, but instead, because of interest rates, it just set it on fire, right? But now, you know, what goes up must come down. Amen. We're seeing we're seeing the, the effect of that. But that was the, the reason that, you know, 2021, when everybody was so excited about multifamily was actually a risky time to be buying was because of this. The price had been bid up. You see this arrow here. The price has been bid up as far as it can go, right? And then people are talking about new paradigm, can't go down. Interest rates will last, will go down forever. The Fed can never raise interest rates. Demand, you know, look look at the housing demand, supply imbalance, Blah blah blah. Every reason in the world why it it can't, you know, why why it's going to go asymptotically like up, right? Mm-hmm. So the the that, then that's the talk that sign of signals that you're at the top of the market, right? This is when I was the most scared because you know I'm like going this can't last, and right. what something is going to come along to upset this, and then you have the crash. Now th- this is when everybody is talking about how great this asset is, like whether it's you know. Doesn't matter what it is, tulip bulbs, crypto stocks, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter right? All goes through it. Consumer psychology is consumer or investor psychology. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. And then, then the crap you have the crash and the price comes down. Now, when the when the price comes down, right? What is everybody? What is the typical investor saying? They go, "Oh my God, the price is falling!" Right? It's a terrible investment. It's going to keep on falling forever. So I better crazy. wait until this. I better wait until this stops. Right. Um, because it's, it's scary. Right. Mm -hmm. And what they don't realize is that this is, this is the point right here where, where people are the most scared and there's the most opportunity. Now, obviously you can never time this market precisely the time, this moment precisely, right. Just as you can't time this moment precisely, but frankly, I think it's a little easier to time the peak than to time the trough because you just know, maybe you don't know exactly the peak, but you know, like when you're kind of in this area you're like, eh, this is getting kind of scary to me because everybody says it's good, right? Yes. But so you can kind of get out near the top, even if you don't get out exactly at the top. This is a harder moment to time, but you don't need to because look, anywhere along this this period, right? If you mm-hmm. if you buy, you're getting a bargain, you're getting a better bargain, you're getting an even better bargain. But even if you buy at this point, if you're cash flowing and you have fixed rate debt locked in for long term, um. Done. Like you so, won. what you could have you could have made more money down here. Well, who cares, right? Because yep. you're cash flowing, and maybe you've got you've got a paper loss going through here. But who cares? Because the next cycle is always higher, right? At the mm-hmm. end, right? So yep. you're going to make that delta, right? And every point along here, you know, the other side, you're going to make that delta coming back. Plus, you're cash flowing this whole time. So yeah. the issue becomes like when people get in trouble is when they're buying up here and they're saying, you know what, there's no cash flow on this, but I'm going to make money yeah. when I sell. I'm going to win anyways. I'm going to win anyway because uh, I'm yeah. going to I'm going to get appreciation. Blah, blah, blah. 
Yeah. But sure. they can only get the appreciation if they happen to have locked their cash flowing, they have a margin of safety baked in, right? Their debt is fixed, so it's not going to change on them, and they can just ride this out. But if you see what happens here, this is a lot longer a period to ride out than buying sort of somewhere down here, right, yeah. to ride it out. So yeah. this is where people get in trouble, where they're like, hey, I'm going to make money on the sale. You may not make it to the sale because what happens when you've got to yeah. refinance right here, right? Yeah. Now the exactly. bank is going to tell you, hey, hey, Mr. Investor, um, you owe us $5 million principal on your loan and your asset is worth $5 million, right? Mm -hmm. So when you go to like, you know, it was worth seven here when you got your loan, but it's five now. And you go to another bank to say, hey, give us uh, five million. And they say, well, we'll give you three and a half. Yeah, because, exactly. Because your asset's worth five. And now you've got to come up, you've either got to come up with a million and a half or you've got to, you're going to hand the keys back to the bank. And that that's, so that's the risk, right? That's why it's risky up here. So what I want to tell people now is like, look, we're right now we're like somewhere like up here, right? It's yeah, just, that's exactly where I was going is if yeah. I look at the other chart, just because it has words, we're somewhere yeah. between, we're really close to complacency on the way to anxiety. This has just started. Yeah. This was my point earlier. I think we've got two years of opportunity because we have just started to see the smallest of small cracks yeah. uh, in, in, in operators and holders. And it only gets worse from here. And, and this is, you know, just like kind of hearkening back to the, um, the great financial crisis, right? Like there were, see this panic mm -hmm. situation here, right? Yep. Shit, everyone's selling. I need to get out. This yep. is when a lot of people handed the keys back to the bank. Like they were making their debts. They could make their mortgage payments, but they're like, oh, I'm underwater. I'm walking away. Yeah, I'm out. I'm gone. Yeah. This was, you know, unless they, unless they went in with no equity at all. And it was like a complete, like a hundred percent finance loan. Yep. Th this was in incredibly stupid because all they had to do was just keep, just wait. And like, and, and their, their house prices went way back up past what they bought them for. Right. But this is, but this is where like a lot of people lose because they're like, I've got to get out. Right. Yeah. I'm going to lose more if I don't get out. This is the, the time when you should be holding, right. Because mm -hmm. you know, it's coming back. But what I want to tell people is like, look, this is when, when Grant Cardone says there's going to be great opportunity ahead like yeah, this here, right. this is this is what <laughs> he's, he's right. talking about in here, right? Because yeah. it price you're going to be getting discounts relative to where things were for some time. And and let's and, be and, clear, he's going to get phone calls. I mean, Grant Cardone is probably on a list of 10 or 20 buyers. Yeah. And he's going to get those first phone calls for the trophy properties that are in trouble. And basically he's going to be asked, do you want to take this over? He's probably yeah. not even going to have to bring money to the table. He may have to escrow some money for repairs or whatever, but he's going to get those phone calls that says, Hey, you want another 500 units? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because you know, the, who, who do you think the banks are going to, or the brokers are going to in that situation? Strongest of the strong. The, yeah. They're going to the people that they know have the money. Right. So, uh, and obviously like I'm not Grant Cardone, you're not Grant Cardone. Nope. Probably nobody listening is Grant Cardone, but you can do this on a smaller scale, right? You can do this wherever you are, uh, at whatever level you're at. Right. For so, sure. If you're, if you're, you know, like in my world and you're syndicating deals in the, the 10 to $20 million range, mm -hmm. right. There's going to be that opportunity coming. If For you're sure. just, if you're just starting out and you're going to buy your first duplex, I mean, look, you're going to be able to get your first duplex at a way better price with much more secure, like much more security in terms of less risk 
in in a market when everybody is telling you that you're stupid to be buying. And, <laughs> yeah. and the minute, the, if you ever hear anybody tell you, oh, don't invest in real estate now, it's a bad time. You should be licking your lips because yeah. that is precisely when you're going to be getting the bargains because it's the it's like the flip side of like that you know the 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 shoeshine boys you know giving yeah, stock right. tips right that's the mm -hmm. inverse of it the, when you got to be wary is like when you're michael zuber and you go to a meetup and everybody is a new syndicator yeah. that's when that's the signal that the market is reaching the peak you know the opposite is when like the casual person who's never invested in real estate starts telling you, "Oh, it's such a terrible idea." I heard this <laughs> story about this guy who lost all this money in real estate. Yeah. Like that's that's when you should be like, "Oh yeah, all right." <laughs> like get on the phone with some brokers now. And and the yeah. other thing too is like, listen, I've already had this happen to me, calling up brokers who thank you for calling them, right? Yeah. I mean, the brokers brokers are losing their jobs right now. Yeah. Right? They're getting their comp cut, right? Because the yeah. broker the business has dried up. Multifamily volume is off by a hundred billion dollars over yeah. the last year in volume in transaction volume. Right. So um the brokers are the brokers are getting a little anxious. So it's a great time to be making those connections with people, folks. Um, yeah, and I, I want to go back to something you made because I've lived this before. And you or I, you're absolutely right, aren't Grant Cardone, but anybody listening to this, you can become your version of Grant Cardone in your in your market, your buy box. For example, yes. uh, you know, I became that you know small multifamily. We're talking fives to twenty units. I became a known buyer for distressed assets, and I had a bank president meet me at a property and said, "Can you take this over?" And I'm like, "What do you mean?" Right? It's the first time it ever happened to me. He found out I was buying. He called me up. I thought it was a prank phone call. It's like, what, what is going on? We met at the property, happened to be one next to one I already owned. And he's like, let's do a deal. I want this off my books. He gave me it for no money out of pocket. I had to escrow like 50 grand for repairs. And it was, it was, it's a deal I still own today. So you can become that in your buy box, your area. I would, I would, if you're following my one rental at a time, go small, go five to maybe 40 units, you know, and uh, it, it's going to be a great time. So I see a lot of opportunity ahead. I think there's a good chance, Jonathan, I do my biggest unit count deal in the next two years. Mm -hmm. um, and I look forward to that. Yeah. I mean, listen, it, it, this is a great time to be starting out. And, and just like mm -hmm. recessions in general, right? They they are, they they tend to be a period of like really great creative, uh, you know, yep. like like growth, right? It's, it's, it's the time when people get laid off from their job and they start the next great company, right? This is, mm -hmm. it's the time when real estate investors can get in at the bottom if you've got some cash, right? And, you know, you can go to a bank and say, hey, look, and maybe it's, maybe you're talking about, you know, a, a $500,000, sorry, a $100,000 duplex someplace in a small market, mm -hmm. right? Where, mm -hmm. And you've got 50,000 bucks, right? You haven't bought anything before, but you go to the bank and say, hey, look, I want a loan for 50% of this. Mm -hmm. Right. And if you've got good credit and you've got and you're gonna only go 50%, they're gonna be like, okay, yeah, we're of course that's the kind yeah. of risk we're gonna take right now because, yeah, because exactly. they're very secure, right? So if you have and then you can always listen, then in two or three years' time, right, when the market mm -hmm. is swung up and probably and interest rates maybe are a little bit lower, even if they're not, it doesn't really yeah. matter. You can refinance. Pull yeah. that money out. Probably pull all of your money out at that Probably. point. Probably, you know, yeah. and and do the do it again. So yeah, recycling it, it just, capital is amazing. It was key to my growth. Yeah. yeah. So 
please, people, like, I just can't emphasize this enough. Get ready to be buying because yeah, this is going to be the the time of opportunity for you younger folks. If you're like under 35, you've probably, you'll, you've never seen this before, right? It's so yeah. it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jonathan, what is your Facebook group? Because people from one rental at a time need to join, need to tell you uh, they're coming from one rental at a time. What is it again? Yeah. So it is the Apartment Investors Club. So please come over to Apartment Investors Club and join us for the conversation over there. Uh, you, it's, it's a great group. You can ask me whatever you want. If you've got questions about multifamily, please swing by. Uh, you can also join my email list at apartmentinvestorsclub.com. And uh, there's a free download there. And I'm also having a conference in April where you can come and meet me, April 26th to 28th in, in, at the Link Hotel in Las Vegas. It's going to be a great time. Uh, and just we have a spectacular lineup of people who are going to speak at this event. So get on my email list and uh, you'll get the link for where you can buy tickets and uh, really hope to see you there. Awesome. Thank you so much. Absolutely.